you're just like someone like snatched a part of your face <laughs> just snatched it right off well, a lot of people want my face consider it like <laughs> they just nod your ear right off all right that's gonna be the cold open isn't it maybe Hey everybody, welcome to the Dime Bad Podcast. I am Tyler, joined tonight by Kevin Meacham. Hey there. Hi, and Peter Bard. How you doing? Good, thanks. And Megan Bard. Hello. Hello, and Russ Steinberg. Hello. Hi. And the Dime Bad Podcast, as always, is brought to you by Homefield Apparel, crafters of vintage-inspired, beautiful, comfortable... Ooh, we we have a lot of Homefield on the pod tonight. Sure Uh, do. (laughs) Russ, you have Homefield, huh? What are you wearing? I do. I'm wearing home field. You have the blue t-shirt with the curvy oh, yes. load or the curvy, curvy name and the yeah. older dog. Meet you and I have the same sweatshirt on. That's right. We do love our leaning husky. We do. I'm wearing a t-shirt with a pizza on it. That's cool. Does home field it's missing, make a, that? It's missing a slice. And then my son has a onesie with one slice of pizza on it. That goes oh, with it. Man. Once oh home field God. gets in the matching infant dad game, it's over. It's over for the apparel oh, yeah. game. Yeah. It's there. It'll, I want one with Rip Hamilton, and he'll have one with Khalid El Amin on it. Okay. <laughs> I have to admit, I had worn the full home field swoop for like four or whatever. All, all three UConn wins preceding the Creighton game. And I wore it for well, the Creighton game, too, and it did not go well. Now I'm like, all right, moving on from the full swoop. I, I like the home home field tuxedo. Yeah, right. It's so comfortable, but I feel like I look like such an asshole when I wear it. I don't know. Alex Somehow Alex looks good in it. I know. <laughs> it's the attitude. You gotta, you gotta own it. You gotta and the kicks. look like yeah. Honestly, that's the sexiest picture I've ever seen. <laughs> he should, he should tweet that at David Benedict. In my opinion, I agree. All right, he should tweet it at that. No one has ever tweeted that photo at David Benedict. Everyone <laughs> watching this or listening to this should tweet that photo at David Benedict. That's true. <laughs> All right. Shout sure. to Alex. And shout to Homefield. You too can dress like Alex by going to adimeback.com slash homefield using code adimeback for your first purchase. Gets you 20% off. That's awesome. Go Homefield. Go Alex. You should change the code to dress like Alex. Dress like Alex. Maybe just adimeback.com slash dress like Alex. Maybe. <laughs> Let's see if I remember to do that. Um, <laughs> all right. This is our tournament preview podcast, I think. So we're recording on Monday night. The women's bracket came out a few hours ago. Let's start there. We also, I think, should probably start with Gina Oriema, who tested positive for the Ronis this afternoon. I don't know, Megan, fill us in on the Gino sitch. Well, most importantly, he feels fine, uh, experiencing no symptoms. He he has gotten both jabs, but double jab. Second jab was second jab was like five days ago, so he was not fully out of the danger zone yet. But uh, sources close to Gino tell me that he is mostly just perplexed. As to how he acquired the Ronis. And, uh, you know, everyone play, pray for Kathy Oriama because she's got to be in the room with Gina while he watches those first two games from his comfy chair. Well, I will say there is no law that requires Kathy Oriama to be in the room <laughs> or even in the same state as him during the first uh, two rounds. Yeah, I hope they have uh, a cable box down in the wine cave or wherever Gino <laughs> camps in the house. Is. But yeah, uh, hopefully he remains uh, symptom-free. That's what we are pulling for, and presumably he'll be available 
uh, come the Sweet 16, but we got CD stepping in, so it's not exactly a big downgrade here. I bet he's fine. I bet, it, you know, he's had the vaccines. It's probably one of those, like, he got it, but it's not going to be a thing. Yeah. And CD is 10-0 and 0 in games she has been the coach, so. I, I have she- no concerns about Chris Daly coaching against High Point and Syracuse or South Dakota State. She will destroy both of those programs, no problem. So UConn is a one seed. How many other Big East teams made it? One. One Marquette. It's a 10 in the same region somehow. Was anyone else close, Russ? Uh, DePaul was somewhat close. They were in the first four teams out. So they are kind of on standby if uh, there's a team that needs to pull out of the event. But uh, Houston is the first team out. Uh, so DePaul, your tongue, Peter. Teams. yeah, Peter, shut the fuck up. Um, DePaul though, really fell apart down the stretch and at the end of the day, they did not at all deserve it. And they are in the WNIT whose field has been announced. Strong USF energy from DePaul this year. Yeah. Although I, I will say as soon as USF came up as an eight seed, like DePaul was screwed. Um, just because they had very similar profiles except USF was clearly a level or two better. And knowing that Houston and UCF would both be ahead of DePaul on the seed line, there was really no shot. So what do we think of UConn's draw? They certainly uh, primed it for the best storytelling you could ask for. It's the banter bracket. It is the banter bracket. Yes, it is. So, like, first we get to uh, we might get to talk shit about Syracuse, who denied Suey her homecoming game because they are afraid. Shout out Colgate. Shout out Colgate. And then we may or may not get the matchup we've all been wanting all year: Paige Buckets versus Central Michigan. Penel- oh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Caitlin Clark and I. I for one am looking forward to seeing what Nika Mule does to her. In that I have game. bad news because they're not going to beat Kentucky. I was going to say one thing about that is when Kentucky beats Iowa, we can pretend that the big argument is who's better between Paige Beckers and Ryan Howard of Kentucky. Yes. yes, And that will be the debate over the two best players in the country. Ryan Howard is truly the Carmelo to Paige's LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) To Caitlin Clark Starko. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you bringing up Nika Mule's dad? And then Baylor's the two seed with Tennessee, the three. I'm not yeah. thrilled about Baylor being the two seed in our region, to be honest. Um, they obliterate their opponents on the boards. And I'm a little bit worried about um, someone like Aaliyah Edwards going up against uh, Nalissa Smith or what's her name? Queen Egbo. Uh, but you know what? Fuck it. They, Baylor was so afraid to play UConn in the regular season that they went out and all caught the Ronis to avoid it. Mm-hmm. So, yep. You know, we'll get what they were coming. ducking us. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like Aaliyah is at least as athletic as any of them. And I mean, while I do expect to see a lot of like Ono Edwards, <gasps> you know, combined in that game, I feel like, you know, especially over the last handful of games, like the two of them really figured out how to play the post together and mm-hmm. like, you know, Aaliyah bodies up and there's Ono doing help side to, you know, rim protection and 
I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like they're they've they've got it down now and I'm not as worried. Um I'm not as worried about it as I would have been if they had not already beaten South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd still pick UConn to win that game, but I, yeah. I'm not thrilled with the matchup. I would love to see Tennessee beat them. Cause I think if UConn plays mm-hmm. Tennessee again, UConn <laughs> will win by a hundred. I 12. like that matchup better certainly, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we talked about this at some point on the pod when like Edwards started really emerging. It's like Edwards solves all of the problems that Ono's had in the tournament in the last yep. few years. So should be good. It does feel like, you know, the biggest danger know. for UConn is if their shot goes cold, which happens. Yeah. But, but I, mean, I feel like Kristen Williams having stepped up, you know, her her shot is going in and she's been playing really great defense. Like she did an amazing job on uh, Maddie Segrist in again. Uh, she scored like three points. It was a career low coming off a 30 point game. And like that was pretty much Kristen Williams, and also the couple of times Aaliyah Edwards put her on her ass. But I feel like Kristen's offense is really like fl- she's starting to like focus on her defense, and it's like shaking her out of her her whatever like mental block was keeping her from scoring. And it's just her her game is like turned up to ten, and I'm loving it. Well, Kristen Williams has a great opportunity here because if she can stay at the level she was playing at in the Big East tournament and carry or help carry UConn through the NCAA tournament, you forget everything about this season that oh, came up mm-hmm. before that. And she is remembered for this run to the national championship. And I hope that is what she is focusing on because she was awesome the last few games. And I like to like having this little break here, like Nika has time for her, you know, ankle yeah. to heal up and, you know, everybody's bumps Not and rough. bruises and what. Yeah. Like everybody uh-huh. can get a little... <laughs> but Every, i feel everyone's like it's a game time I, decision yeah <laughs> like i feel like they're the way they played in the big east tournament like they found fifth gear and god help anybody who has to play them when they are playing like they played in that first quarter against marquette because they just came out and punched them right in the face yeah do you guys have any dark horse final four picks uh honestly maybe it's just because they beat us i Arkansas has got a shot in that upper left region. Although I haven't watched much of Stanford this year, but I know they got a lot better as the year went on. I think Rutgers honestly was really underseated at the sixth spot. Um, I don't think they're good enough to get past A&M or NC State. Uh, but there's someone to keep an eye on as well as Indiana there. Um, I think that it i think maryland should have been that one over south carolina but can't really call two-seated dark horse but i would pick them to come out of that region it's funny russ i saw your tweet that said something like there could be there were seven legitimate ones and then i look at the bracket and it just feels so top heavy to me like i feel like the women's game had been trending more towards like parity with the kind of like two through four lines and then i look at Mm -hmm. this and i'm like man this feels top heavy well it it is but at the same time like the top's bigger than it the, was. the top is a lot bigger oh, than yeah. it was. You're, you're totally. absolutely right. Like, yeah. I think the top, just like kind of eyeballing it here, the top five seeds in, in each region, so like the top 20 teams are all legitimately good teams. Maybe, I'm not really sold on Georgia Tech. That might be the only one. But those are all teams that, like, if UConn were to play them and UConn were to play a shit game, uh, they could be in trouble. Where is, like... Put like Georgia Tech or Gonzaga in context of the Big East for me. 
are they clear would they clearly be the second best team by like a mile no no not gonzaga gonzaga would probably be behind marquette just kind of eyeballing yeah i think if they if their seed is definitely a, a product of their record georgia tech maybe georgia tech maybe around where Mark, no, they would probably be the second best team. But I would say that. Um, I mean, we yeah. saw them play DePaul when DePaul was like ranked around the twentieth. You know, back in the DePaul never deserved that ranking. Or they well, lost, like, like even in Louisville. even Louisville's not great. Was it two years ago we played DePaul and they were ranked like eighteen again at a conference? You know, mm-hmm. just feels like that like twentieth I mean, spot it is still a big drop this year. I think is my point. Um, yeah, the actual twentieth spot isn't nearly as much as what the voters decided was the twentieth spot being DePaul. But yeah, no, I I understand that. I I would really like to see for a lot of reasons, obviously, that UConn Iowa matchup. Uh, but especially because Iowa really surged at the end of the year. They were trending around that eight nine range for most of the season. Got really hot at the end in a really good Big Ten. I'm interested to see. Um, if they can get past Kentucky, how they would compete with UConn. But at the same time, I think Paige knows about the comparisons and she knows that there's no logical argument to make for Caitlin being even at her level, even though people are trying to make it. And I think that will piss her off just enough that we will see the best game she has ever played. I also think that even if she's not already pissed off enough, that Gina will make sure yes, she's pissed off enough. Like, and listen, we we know Paige checks Twitter, even though she's not allowed to post because she does sneak fave. So you know, start tagging her in some Caitlin Clark shit, maybe. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's what like, as just like a women's basketball fan and someone who wants the game to grow, like you want that game, like you want to see Paige yep. and Caitlin Clark play each other. I mean, I think I know how that's going to turn out. I want to see Caitlin Clark go two for thirteen and then have women's basketball twitter tell me that they're exactly the same like well, go out Tyler, with a shiv in the back from me that's not going to happen because there is no way caitlin clark only takes 13 shots in the game. <laughs> yeah. she's taking at least 20 yeah she takes a lot of shots she yeah. is such a high volume shooter and like the that's why her point totals are so this high this is this is what's the most frustrating thing about women's basketball fans is like they cannot acknowledge that statistics exist and right. like like yes efficiency is in fact the most important statistic we are talking about and the fact that Paige is significantly more efficient than caitlin like caitlin clark is a volume shooter on a not terribly good team like mm-hmm. they're okay but there's a reason she's taking as many shots as she is is because they don't have enough other people on the team to take the shots i don't know why it's so difficult for people to acknowledge that two things could be true that caitlin clark can be an awesome player which she is and that page can be considerably better. Those are both true statements. They are. I don't know why you would slander Caitlin Clark like that, Russ, but you need to apologize. <laughs> no, <laughs> I will not. You need to apologize to all of women's basketball because everyone is equal. Right. How, how would Caitlin Clark do on 1983 Rutgers, I wonder? <laughs> <laughs> what about three different teams from the 1970s Immaculata School? What uh? What else we want to touch on the women's bracket? Anything? We're gonna win it. Yeah, we're gonna win. I and agree. It will 
must be the start of a long, beautiful Yukon dynasty. Oh. Megan, I, I feel like you're probably the one who follows the women's game the closest mm-hmm. on here. Who is Yukon's number one threat to winning the whole thing? I, I have an answer. I want to see if it's the same as, as yours. I think it's Stanford. Yes, I agree. Because Tara Vanderveer uh-huh. is an incredible coach. She's a brilliant X's and O's coach. She knows Gino. They've had some battles. And she's got a really good squad this year. Like, anytime Tara Vanderveer has a good squad, they're always going to be a threat. How many points do we think high point scores in the first in that first round game? 27. We'll be, we'll be making low point jokes. Especially <laughs> throughout that game. The I final... like the, uh, the escalators bit where they spot the other team 50 points. Let's see how yeah, I was going to say, do we take We're, bring, we're, bring, we're bringing it back. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what the spread will be. I wonder if they do spreads for the women's tournament. I I don't think they, they do, do for the tournament. You, I, no, I think. you're gonna. What's the spread? What if let you me that, uh, spread. 50, and a half. Let me like, gamble. You can't, you can't make that a spread. There's any spread. spread. I would take I, any spread, really. But that's the thing. They know that. They know there's no number that if they'd right. have to make it like a seventy-five point spread. The over-under will be 95, and they'll be 70-point favorites. <laughs> I'm in. You want to pivot to the men's bracket here? Sure. Sure. So UConn is in the 8-9 game for certain number. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Nope. Like I told you, pessimist ass pessimists. They were not going to be an eight or a nine. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I feel like that was the best draw we could there possibly have before. <laughs> there are three spots above yeah, me. Like... <laughs> but an important, an important yeah. three spots. You would much rather be a seven than an eight. Of course. I, I mean, feel like you, you said six, by the way, so we're equally as wrong. But <laughs> yeah, go go off. <laughs> you can't prove that. I said I'd merit your five. Yes. But I said that the the committee is bad at their jobs, which is seeding the tournament so that the best teams at the top and the worst teams at the bottom. Uh, That's so that we would not get that. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Georgetown winning the Big East tournament bumped us that extra spot. Two nice wins. Yeah. I still can't believe Wichita State's in. Unbelievable. What the hell was that? Trash. Trash. It's wild how much worse they are than every other at-large team. It's like a chasm. They'll beat Drake. I'm 100% sure. Yeah, it's going to be really annoying. Drake has no healthy players. What's his face going to be back? Uh, Greg Marshall? I don't think so. I didn't hear that joke, but I thought it was good. <laughs> Thank you, Megan. <laughs> it was a good joke. Here's a fun fact. It's not fun. No. Oh, my. Like you're kind of asking for trouble here. We're getting word from the internet. Oh, boy. Sources close to the internet. Sources close to the internet say that it, uh, this source is a volunteer doing work in San Antonio for the women's tournament as a practice assistant, and they are not requiring any of the volunteers to get COVID tested, just to mask and attempt check before, and I thought to myself, this is reckless. Yeah, it is. You sure yeah. is. It sure is. Sure what is. the fuck? In hindsight, depending on two 
truly terrible states who don't value human life to host large <laughs> events might not have been a great choice, but listen, I'm just saying we have a lot of basketball courts in Connecticut. Like we could have we could have held this down. Everyone would have gotten a COVID test. We would have made everyone wear masks the whole time. Minnesota? We could have just gone to Minnesota. Split the difference. New York has an entire NCAA recognized athletic conference within its own city. Listen, here's the thing. I feel like our seating, after all of the, you know, Joe Lenardi insisting we were going to be a nine seed, regardless of anything that happened, um, and the people trying to convince themselves that being an eight or a nine, you know, with Gonzaga in the second round, like, that'd be fine, which, of course, it was not going to be. Like, this is really, like, the best. Like, we could, Maryland is a great match matchup for UConn, like, I don't think Bama is a particularly difficult matchup for UConn re- relative to the other two seeds. Um, you know, it could certainly be worse is what I'm saying. I would say there are two two seeds that I would have rather played than Alabama. Which ones? Iowa Houston. and Ohio State. Really? 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 I, I don't want. I, 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 I didn't want Ohio State. I did not I, want them. I did not want to be anywhere near Houston because they are like just a tough ass team that plays defense i don't like to play against teams with good coaches that too well unfortunately that's gonna have to happen <laughs> it's hard round. it's hard hard to do well, when you play a two seed look at these like no those are all good coaches yeah uh, right. i like sam i think samson's better than oats personally but i think oats is gonna be a super duper star i think he's gonna be one of the best coaches in college basketball in five years yeah Maybe. I mean, my, my thinking was this: if, if UConn was going to be a seven seed, then there was realistically no matchup where UConn would be the easy pick to go to the Sweet Sixteen. So the best you could hope for is a favorable matchup in that seven ten game, and then a two seed that you would have a fighting chance against. And I think UConn does against Alabama. It's an interesting contrast of styles. I don't really know what that game is going to look like, and. Alabama, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they lost some games. Like they're not infallible by any stretch. Like it, it's interesting. They, they have the number nine tempo in in the country. UConn is near the bottom. They have the second best defense. UConn's also an elite defensive team. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm. I really don't know. Like UConn, UConn's got a shot. Yeah. Well, let's not skip over the first game. So they play right. Maryland on Saturday, which actually. I think you just said, Russ, like, on paper, pretty good matchup for UConn. Like, they don't rebound, or at least they don't get offensive rebounds. They're not huge. Mm -hmm. They don't make a ton of threes. What do they do well? I mean, they're 16 and 13. I would say they they don't turn the ball over a ton. They, They shoot the ball well. They don't turn it over. That's basically it. But I feel like that's kind of a team that's right for UConn, because, like, they're not they're not they're not gonna face a ton of teams that do that kind of pressure defense and has Isaiah Whaley like popping out on the perimeter off the screens. Like I feel like that's that's the kind of team whose offense you can disrupt. If not, like, yeah, they can shoot well, but like you gotta get a good shot off and you kind of makes it really hard to get a good shot off in the half court. Yeah, their their two point percentage is very good, but they do get blocked a lot. So I feel like with our interior okay. defense, we've got a shot to really make life difficult for them. They don't foul much, but they also don't produce turnovers. You, I mean, you, you could also say, yeah, they don't turn the 
ball over, but usually they're not playing a team whose defense is as good as UConn's. Right. Right. And also, like, other yes, than... Yes, that is true. I just looked. Other than Ayala, who's big for a point guard, like, that, that Cole on Ayala seems like maybe the worst matchup for us, just from a size perspective. He, Ayala's 6'5". But other than that, I mean, it feels like UConn can kind of dictate however they want the game to be played just by putting the right personnel on the floor. Like, is Dante Scott going to guard Sonogo? Go nuts. That puts, like, a 6'6 guy on Whaley. Yeah, great. Right. I guess... don't have much size. I I guess, like, on the UConn side, right, you would say Sonogo chasing Scott around the court who can make threes is probably not ideal, but you could just put Whaley on him. Whaley can go... Whaley can get out on somebody... Trying to get threes, and you still have Sonogo in the paint blocking shots. Yeah, I feel like it's it, it really is a good matchup. Um, not that you want to look past them, but I I'm pretty pleased with that as our first round opponent. I'd be real mad if we lose that game now. Oh well, my god, I'll be furious. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like UConn is still capable of losing any game. Right. <laughs> right. We if know exactly like what it takes. Yeah, we know exactly what it takes for UConn to lose a game, and it's pretty imaginable. But as <laughs> far be, as th- this yeah. would be our second best win of the year in terms of Ken Palm rating. So, but as far the as six, five, six, five teams we played, right? But as far as the things UConn is capable of doing well consistently, this figures to be a good matchup in that regard. Like if they defend well and rebound well and score enough, they should be fine. I mean, you could say that about pretty much every game anything plays. <laughs> well, yeah. it feels like this is a game they could win in the sixties, like. Maryland yeah. does play at a very slow pace. Yeah, they both yeah. do. I do like that aspect. And like, do I want it to be a 63-66 game? No, but I will take it. Avenge yeah. Quran is what I'm saying. Yes, this is for Quran. Part of me wonders if if we do play Bama, them's trying to speed us up. I just feel like because we're so good in transition and, it, yeah. and teams that try to play fast tend to give up points in transition. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we run well when we run. What I just you're forgetting though is that Rick Pitino is playing Alabama <laughs> the first time. I it would be amazing if just creepy old Rick Pitino. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie, I picked that as a first it. round upset because obviously I have Bama losing why to UConn. Right. Well, that's why have you the Bama losing to UConn in the second round because I am constitutionally incapable of not picking UConn to win it all. That's so right. if well, I'll pick Iona, have some fun with it. This is exactly yeah. what I'm saying. That's a great point. It's a one point. It's a one point game. Like who gives a shit? And if you know if funny. I'm wrong in the second round, my brackets toast. And it, it. think about point. this scenario though. Like, Iona beats Alabama. Right. UConn beats Maryland. Yep. And UConn beats Iona to go to the Sweet 16. I would where, cry. Let's say they face Michigan State, who gets through the first four. That seems mm-hmm. unlikely, but okay. I, you don't I, think I, so? have, I have Michigan State in my Sweet 16. I do too. Really? They are not good. Imagine how upset Michigan State fans will be over having to play UConn again in the Sweet 16 after a seven seed UConn falls bass backwards into the Sweet 16. They'd be curled up in the fetal position. It'd be awesome. They would be mad. They would be upset. They don't want to play us. I can't They're believe you're. I can't believe you're skipping right over the UConn versus Mick Cronin possibility. <laughs> so that's fun too, that's and fun I honestly too. feel like it's a little more likely. 
I don't think I don't UCLA's think UCLA is not very good either. Yeah, I don't I don't think they're that good. I have Texas I, there personally, but yeah, I, me too. I, I mean, Texas I don't think UCLA is likely. I think it's more likely than Michigan State. I mean, UCLA is twelve spots ahead of Michigan State and Ken Palm, other than Wichita State, who is maybe an NIT team quality wise. Michigan State is the worst at large. I, I have, I have Texas coming out of there, and part yeah. of it is because I love when UConn plays Texas because those games are always fun for That's me. True. So, even the games UConn has lost, have they ever played a bad game against Texas? I don't no. think so. Have, no. have we lost one other than the the Marcus White Marcus game? White game? The, yeah, uh, it's the only one I remember. No, I don't think we, so. We, we beat them when they were number one, and we rushed the court. And then yep. the Kemba, we beat them. Kemba, shot. Jake Voskel yeah. shut down Chris Mim. And then uh, the the last good year we beat them. We like came back on the road and won it at their place. In so I'm saying let's play Texas. I could beat Chaka. Yeah. That sounds fun. That'd be a great that'd be a great fun thing. I gotta say, I'm so glad I'm not in BYU spot where I've got <sighs> I'd rather rude. Yeah, that's rough. Man. I'd be so pissed if I was a BYU fan. <laughs> Not only can I not have sex, but I have to play one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening to this is also a BYU fan under that logic. <laughs> oh. 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 You guys have any uh, Dark Horse Final Four teams other than UConn elsewhere in the bracket? UConn, baby. I haven't really dug into it that much yet. I did like a really quick rapid reaction bracket last night i have oklahoma state coming out of the midwest Ooh. i think that kate cunningham uh yeah he's really impressed me recently awesome. he's been outstanding lately yeah he, he's great but i don't like the rest of their team just from the i just watched their games in the big 12 tournament that like the rest of that team does not impress me and illinois is so good yeah. i love illinois me they're too. they're my pick to win it all i have them losing I, to uconn in the final same <laughs> same <laughs> Seven, right, 71 to 62, if you're wondering. I picked uh, Florida State. I always State do, I always do 77, 74 for my, for my score. Can. I think we could beat Illinois. I don't. I think that... the like, like, Kofi is the evolutionary Sonogo. Yeah, but Sonogo's <laughs> big and strong enough to handle him. If Sonogo has a good game... <sighs> if I you can't manage it. And Sonogo's feet are better than the Kofi. I'm not picking them to lose. I don't care who they play. Well, sure, sure. Listen, what if Book Knight just turns into Rip Hamilton? Or like a more dominant version of Rip Hamilton. I'm just... Which is I, what we'll realistically need. I, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, yep. had the theory, I've had the theory that this is the 2002 team for like the last month. I've so been feeling it, that too. So like he's he's, he's not Rip, he's Karan. Why? So, so you think we'll lose to Maryland? <laughs> Oh no! Oh, he thinks we'll, we'll go to the elite the fuck, eight. Mage. We'll lose. We'll, we'll lose, lose to whoever wins the, the title. Yeah, right. Yeah. Whoever wins the title is coming out of the top half. Congrats to Iona and Florida State. <laughs> I think LSU could get to the the regional final in that region. I do have region. UConn versus Florida State. Who do I really not want to win the title? Like I don't want a Big Ten team to win. Baylor, Gonzaga. I don't want Syracuse. Baylor to win. I actually would be cool with Gonzaga winning. Houston. I It'd be funny, but I, I just wanted to troll us. Yeah, I know. Really, really can't have Houston winning. Yeah, Houston. No, absolutely no, no to Houston. I will take any other team except for Syracuse over Houston and Rutgers. I'm fine with Rutgers winning. 
I'm fine with Rutgers over Houston because at least I like Steve Peichel and Carl Hobbs. Yeah, Yeah. you New Jersey guys are weird. Go Rutgers. We have to recruit against Rutgers. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, except I think they're going to lose to Clemson in the first round. So I think really good. I think they lose to Houston. I have Rutgers. I have Rutgers beating Houston. I could see that. I could see that losing to San Diego State and then losing to West Virginia. I have San Diego State coming out of that side of that bracket. Kyler, do we have the same bracket? Maybe. <laughs> what? You know, you, one dark horse I'm kind of looking at is Purdue. I was thinking about Purdue. I don't I, know how much I like them. Where's Purdue? I, oh, I, I see. They're the, they're the four seed in Baylor's region. But I, I feel like Villanova's losing that game to Winthrop. Yep. 100%. Yeah. So if they beat North, I think they're going to the Sweet 16. I think Baylor is going to lose in the second round to whoever oh. comes out of that UNC. UNC season. could definitely beat them. Interesting. So then you get Purdue, UNC in the Sweet 16. Should be a good game. I would take Purdue. And then, like, I mean, they took Ohio State to overtime just recently. They beat Ohio State earlier in the season. They beat Ohio State twice. I, I kind of like them as a dark horse Final Four. Maybe they play Purdue or Illinois in the Final Four. Hmm. Baylor's a really tough one to figure out. So like, I have them going to the final four, but I could also see them losing to North Carolina in that second round. Yeah. I mean, UNC losing to Marquette really messes with my head when I'm trying to do this bracket, but yeah, Marquette's <laughs> trash. So trash. It's just some weird shit. Like what, like what is that with UNC this year? Like they, there were times they looked incredible and times they looked atrocious. I actually have is losing just... in the first round. Cause I don't trust that they'll be good. That's <laughs> it's just all the teams Same with a lot of happen. young guys. Have been super inconsistent. Megan and I have the same bracket. <laughs> I have Wisconsin was, over North Carolina shit. too. Was, I, didn't, I didn't realize Wisconsin was ten in Ken Palm. Jeez. Yeah, I have Wisconsin beating them. Yeah, it's, they have twelve losses in their ten. How did they earn the ten? The the top fourteen strengths of schedules are yeah. all are the Big Ten. Right. Jesus Christ. It's a good I league. Like, I don't understand why UConn just doesn't go to the Big Ten. They really should. I mean, should. it's no, my, they should. Twi- I don't want to play in that fucking league. <laughs> my Twitter mentions have been telling me like they should just go. I don't know why they. Well, they should go to the ACC. Is, is what well, they obviously should. they should just go to the ACC. They, they should, should go, go if David to the Atlantic Conference. I have to say, I really did enjoy all of those BC fans who were like insisting that they're so happy being in the ACC. It's so great. And we're like, we know it's not. You're miserable. Speaking of BC uh, fans being miserable, Earl Grant? Yeah, what? It's a fine hire. I feel like they could have done better. They got ACC money, man. Like, what are they doing? You're a private school. Earl Grant's a good coach, but like, you had Mark Schmidt right there. Yeah, I don't know. Just I that's I don't understand. Like, this was just this was a layup. BC is going to BC. I don't get it. Such a reach. I I guess Grant uh, could be good there. I don't know, but maybe he'll be good. You know, this is what I said about Anderson too. I thought this is a strange pick for St. John's. I don't know. I mean, and then he won Coach of the Year. Anderson is a strange fit for St. John's, but like he's, we know he's a good coach. Like he's won everywhere he's been. Yeah, I mean, this, you're obviously much of a I just keep looking at this run of three seasons where he had 75 wins. Like I know it's in the colonial, but still, that's right. a lot of games to win. Yeah. In a three yeah, game no, stretch, you got to be doing something right. 
I think they hired him just because of all, he, you know, he's popping with the buzz after his appearance in The Last Dance, you know, with the Rex Specs playing next to Michael Jordan. Like, his name's hot again. Okay, I get it now. I get it. <laughs> what are you, t- once you get to the Rex Specs, and then I was like, oh. I know, I had to work it in. I realized it wasn't going where I wanted it to go. Because I was like, I don't know who the hell's on. I was what trying was to make a. the stars? Was he? What I show did you say? The Last Dance. He's he oh last dance. I was thinking of dancing with the stars. But you, last you're, dance. You're, you're Those are very different things. It was a Horace Grant yeah, joke. Horse, it was yeah. a Horace Grant okay. joke. You guys, thanks. The most tortured Horace Grant joke. I'm gonna cut that. I've been trying to make it all day. I was also trying to work on if uh I'm say they should have just hired Caparell then. I was trying to work on a bit where I confused uh him with Irvin Magic Johnson, but I couldn't well, I couldn't get there either. <laughs> maybe, maybe Central maybe should Central. hire Caparell. I just keep yeah. wondering, like, Megan, we are the same they, person tonight. What's going on? I don't know, but I'm into it. The interview or something. I don't and, think they're going to hire Scott but I think they will interview him. They should. Talk about Central? Yeah. Yeah. We should probably give context. Danielle Marshall was fired by Central this week. Also, Dave Lato was fired by DePaul today. And right. Jen Rosati was fired. Oh, yeah. Lato, go coach Central. Yeah, it's, it's been a bloodbath for UConn ties. Oh my God, Lato should take the central job. That would be amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. That honestly, that honestly, that would be that would be a great hire for Central. Honestly, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would oh my God. <laughs> central would be Virginia's former coach at Central. Hell yeah, let's go. Great. Go from Danielle to Dave Lato. Holy shit. I do Man. think they're going to end up hiring Pat Sellers though. I think that's who they're going to land. Yeah, that's fine. Honestly, okay. good. That counts yeah. as a UConn hire. Ellers honestly has called Central his dream job, which, I mean, you're not what? shooting very high there, but good for you. It's just and like that Calvin and Hobbes comic where Hobbes was like, number one dream was just a big sunny field to lay in. And Calvin was like, what are you talking about? And then Hobbes was just like snoozing in the field. And it's like, oh, I guess he was right. So Pat Sellers can get that job. You've achieved your dream. Yeah. Your life's goal is accomplished. Congratulations. Lay in that sunny field. That does Love sound it. nice. Yeah. I would like to accomplish something. Like, think about how, you know. Want to go coach Central? Kind of. If you can be <laughs> non atrocious at Central, you can have that job for 25 years. Yeah. It's been done. And they will talk about you like you did it well, even when you very clearly <laughs> do. Yeah. If you like win the conference tourney a couple of times and get a, like go to the tournament once or twice, they'll love you forever. They'll twice. Lose that's all mind. it takes. Yeah. That's it. Oh, was it Howie three, times? three times? Three times, yeah. my mistake. Whatever. Shout Howie. <laughs> Let's talk the book narrative that's been kind of creeping up the last couple days, I think, between some journalists and some people who've been tweeting, and it was on TV at some point. But essentially that there's a narrative that book is not a big game player, that he's not mentally tough, that he doesn't have what it takes to make UConn successful in this tournament. Any thoughts? I think that's cocky duty. I think we're going to find out. And I think if there was any way to make sure he is the guy who steps up in big games, it was to say that shit about him right before the tournament. Yeah. I think Meech is probably going to take the extreme view on this. So let's do that. No. I I mean, I think that's entirely harsh and ridiculous. And he's the best player. And we're going to go as far as he goes. Um I mean, it, it, it's it's a reasonable like he he had the big game against Creighton, but since he's been hurt, he hasn't really had that you know dominant game you expect from him against a good team. 
Um, I mean, Creighton, he shot the ball terribly. Um, Nova. You know, Seton Hall, he shot the ball terribly. The Villanova game, when he first came back, he shot the ball terribly. Um, uh, it's a it's, – I don't, I don't buy in, like, these mental, you know, these uh, – what's the Armature word? Armchair psychology? Exactly, yeah. Um, that was Tim Miles who said that, by the way. Well, he can go fuck himself and coach uh, New Mexico. There's been others. There's a columnist in Connecticut who wrote a similar piece. Right. But I, 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 so I I don't think the armchair psychology is worth anything. Like he's been keyed on by a bunch of good teams and we haven't really figured out how to get him the kind of shots he can consistently make against those teams. Yeah. And he's just not been shooting well either, which I get here. Like, this is the thing, right? It's like, there are real concerns. I think his injury history at this point, like both in the surgery and he's just keeps getting banged up and getting taken out of games because of it. Like that's body dies. It's problematic, right? If I was an NBA team, I'd probably be a little weary of it, but (laughs) like having your body seize up because you don't have like water inside your blood doesn't mean you're not mentally tough. It's a, it's a strange thing, but he also, as you said, like he's not been shooting well, especially from outside, which is concerning. Yeah. I hope he gets hot. That being said, I'm exactly where you are, Meech. Like, I'm a, I'm incredibly comfortable staking our entire season on him, which is where we are anyways, I think, more or less. Right. But like, yeah, fine. He's the best fucking player we've had in whatever it is, seven years now. Like, let's do it. Let's see what happens. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, the, the potential is always there for him to just go off and have a big game. Um you know, we're going to need him to do that at least once or twice in the next couple of weeks if we're going to make any kind of run. He should do that. I suggest uh, he does. I concur. Then it's settled. I do keep feeling like this is an unusually high uh, level of variation Yeah. in terms of the, like, just this team overall f- from one game to the next could be so much better or worse just depending on if guys are hitting their shots, like between Cole, Martin, Polly, Gaffney, am I forgetting anyone? Like that group of guys on any given night, they could be huge assets or complete fucking zeros. Whaley to an extent. He does a lot of other things, but yeah, Whaley's always at least productive. As long as he's on the court, he's at least helping on defense. Like yeah. he's 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 an impact guy on that end of the court. He's a fine offensive player, but he's not a guy we're relying on for consistent offense. But like those are the guys that score the points. Right. And sometimes none of them are shooting well. And sometimes all of them are. And if all of them are, we can do anything we want. If one or two are, we're in pretty good shape. If none are, we're fucked. Right. Like that's in any given game, no matter who we're playing, I think we have a chance to win if our guys are shooting. Like, if they played the way they played against Georgetown, they could be anybody in the country. Yeah, to to, to a large extent, it's going to come down to three-point shooting, as it always does in March. And we haven't shot over 40% in a game, not against Marquette, DePaul, or uh, Butler since Xavier. That was a month ago. So we're, we're due. Except for these three games. Well, against How <laughs> many other games have we played in that time? Like not eight or nine. But it's like, not like 
I, my concern is are our shots like if we're missing open looks or are we not like when Tyrese Martin misses seven layups like that's when we're in real trouble like it's <laughs> not even that, that we necessarily break. need all of our threes like if Tyler probably can hit two out of five threes in a game like that's enough from him but like Tyrese Martin needs to make his layups or Jalen Gaffney needs to make some layups and get to the line like it's just and I feel like you know other than that last game you know Martin and Gaffney have played really well but neither of them played well against Creighton I think at and least a couple of those guys have been hitting threes if we're going to beat a, a really good team at least a couple of those guys are going to have to be hitting their threes I'm not saying Polly's going to have a 23 point game or whatever, but I kind of agree if we get yeah if we get I mean, we're not getting past the second round unless at least a couple of those guys have good nights. Yeah, that's the thing. I think we could. I think they could fake it and beat Maryland. Like they could, they could be average. All those guys could be average or slightly below average and still defend and rebound well enough to win a game in the low sixties versus Maryland. But it's not. It's not going to win anything else. I am confident that we could beat Maryland in a hideous game that I hate watching. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. If we're going to beat Bama, we actually have to play well. Right. Right. So with that said, what will you guys take as success? Like what will be satisfying to you in this tournament? I mean, minimum first round. Yeah, we got to be Maryland. Win a game and don't get blown out in the second round. I will say this is not like 2016 where we thought, well, even if we beat Colorado, there's no way we're beating Kansas. Like beat Maryland, and you've got a shot against Alabama. For the I'm record, saying, I I absolutely thought we were beating Kansas because that's I the way. That's know. how delusional I am coming into every. I had talked myself into it by the time. Hundred percent. All right, never mind. <laughs> what I'm saying is they can beat Alabama, even if it's not terribly likely. I'll be happy with the win over Maryland. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, you know, shitting on the team afterwards if we lose to Bama. Uh, but I certainly don't expect that to happen. But like I, I feel it will. It's hard to explain. Yeah, like I, I'll, there will be a part of me that's disappointed, even if they play well and don't beat Bama. Like there'll be a little piece yeah. of my heart that's sad. Of course, but I won't. But I won't be like angry if they don't beat Maryland. I'm, I'm gonna be mad. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be upset about it. Same. But I do feel like I feel like they can beat Bama, and if they can't, if they beat Bama, they could, they can make the final four. I, I, I would say the one thing. Like, this team doesn't have, like, I want to beat a good team. Like, I want to beat a really, really good team. And USC, like, their computer numbers are good. They're a six seed. Beat Alabama. Let's 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 beat somebody really good for once. We haven't done that in a long-ass time. Let's fuck them up. Good rule. I'm with yeah. you, though, Meech. I think it, even if they win, no matter what they win, if they win with Maryland, I'll be kind of happy. But then if they get completely humiliated right. by Alabama— that will fade. I will probably be pretty mad. If they play Alabama reasonably close and lose, that's it's a fine season. It, it'll be a fine season, but it'll also be like... A fine season. Right. It'll be fine. It, it'll well, be somewhat the, memorable. The thing I would be sad about is having book night for two years and the result being one NCAA tournament. Well, that's... Yeah, that's kind of... Like, I feel like next year will really color what we feel like about this year if that happens. Because if they drop and they're an NIT team next year because they can't score without book, 
then you're going to look and be like, I can't believe we wasted an opportunity right. with the guy who is like our only guy who could score points in 10 years. But if they're the, you know, at the same level or better with Hawkins and some of the young guys, then you just kind of see this here, I think, is more of the step, the step forward. I mean, I do think at minimum, this is an NCAA tournament team next year. Yeah, it would be horribly disappointing if it wasn't. Right. Yeah. I mostly just really hope we don't regret missing a couple free throws late when we could have been a five seed and avoided any good teams until the second weekend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I was thinking, I hope RJ Cole's okay, who's in c- concussion protocol right now. But, like, missed the two yeah, free throws in the first Creighton game, which essentially lost the game. And then they're winning, and his head splits open, and they lose by, like, a basket without him. Yeah. Yeah, he was That's really brutal. Sad. Yeah. Hope he's okay. Well, I will say, if he really wasn't okay, he wouldn't have been in that reaction video. Um that went around when UConn's name popped up on the selection show. Yeah. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think agree. he's fine. Hopefully Book is hydrating. Yeah. Lots of electrolytes. Eat some bananas. I feel like, you know, in baseball, when, like, a pitcher gets injured and then all of a sudden, like, he shows up the next inning and he's throwing, like, 97 and they're, it's always like, well, you got a cortisone shot before the game. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, completely fixed him? Like, we need to put some of those things into book. I don't know if it's cortisone, <laughs> just pure steroids. HGH, just give him. Yes, exactly. The COVID vaccine. <laughs> like, whatever. The, whatever the it takes. Used. Whatever it whatever takes to return liquid to his sludgy dehydrated bloodstream. <laughs> put it in him. Hydrate give a, book. Uh, give him a blood transfusion of the blood of the innocents. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Russ, give give book your blood. <laughs> I'll give book my blood. You volunteered a kidney. <laughs> well, my my kidney is going to the women's basketball selection committee. I think. Charlie Cream, you're fired. <laughs> Take this kidney. Um. Did we talk about our very online athletic director? Oh, that's a good topic. Fill us in. I just feel like David Benedict appreciated how we all wanted to be at the Big East tournament. So he like faithfully documented it and then also trolled us with pictures of the horrible, wretched, depraved floor cam that we're all very upset about. That was so bad. What on earth is the deal with that? Who thought that was a good idea and who still likes it? Why is it still happening? No one has ever complained about basketball camera angles. Like, just nope. show me the whole fucking play, please, so I know what's happening and can see all of the players and not just the ref's ass. We're like, the regular cam is busted. Why have I still not seen a replay of the book alley-oop where I can see book? I know. They had right? the, like, behind-the-backboard one, too, and it's like, how about just the camera angle? The normal one. Can we see the normal one? The Big East referees were low-key thick, though, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, searching FS1 on Twitter, and it was just, like, tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet of people just being like, what the fuck is up with these camera angles? This is bullshit. Like, show me the game. Like, everyone is so angry, and, like, they just were going full steam ahead with that bullshit. I felt like it stopped in the second half of that first game, but then it came back the next game. It was awful. Yeah. It felt like the kind of thing where, like, 
they spent a lot of money to put it in, so they felt the need to use it every fourth possession. Yeah. It's like funny it's too. fine for replays, but I just want I just yeah. want to see the action live. Because like and, it actually looked kind of cool when all it was doing was following the guy bringing the ball up the court, and then it's like you realize, oh right, the players don't only move north and south. <laughs> like I can't see eighty percent of the court. Yeah, there was also just some like really terrible like at one point i'm yelling at the tv like show me the ball they're showing like two random dudes the ball's coming up like is in play like something's happening they're just not showing it i don't know what yeah. the fuck's going on yeah they're going a little wild with the reaction shots after every possession lost their damn minds do better fox and also maybe like fewer commercials, with commercials. in them can we yeah. like maybe get a little <laughs> less racism with our basketball that would be cool anything else the Creighton loss sucked. Made my weekend bad. I was yeah, very but... depressed on Saturday. I was upset, but then I did other things. That was fine. <laughs> Congratulations I, on having a life. I had extremely convinced myself we were going to win the tournament. Me too. I had to, absolutely. I Just as sad. I do every year. This was especially <laughs> egregious for me. This one I, was I think certain. I believed it. This... Like, my brain started to believe. I really believed it this year, yeah. And I think then because I... everyone believed that I was convinced we were going to lose to Creighton. <laughs> there, there was way too much like, oh, it's UConn's time. It's like, yep. uh, people shouldn't notice us. That's not good. That's never a good sign. They didn't see Kemba coming. They didn't see Shabazz coming. Though I did post a stat about how UConn is like the most improved team over the last some time period, which feels like that feels good. That feels like it could be a good thing. Depends on the time period. I think it's like the last month, I want to say. Okay. So mostly just millennium. I wouldn't know what that really yeah, means. No, I feel like it's month, I want to well, say. Probably in the last 35 years. Oh, no, that's probably Gonzaga still. He's not here, Ross. He can't, <laughs> can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> he posted a lot about the Phantom Pod. Well, who wouldn't? He was just very Oh my god, he's calling in right now. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I bet if we messaged Fanta right now, he would join us. Of course he would. What else is he doing? If you say his name three times in a minute, <laughs> he'll show up on your podcast. Murder <laughs> he appears honestly, on your podcast. Honestly, John Fanta, please murder me. <laughs> <laughs> It'll solve so many problems. I wouldn't even be mad if John Fanta murdered me. <laughs> That's what Jim Cott's last words were. <laughs> <laughs> all that's, right, uh, that's all for this episode of the Jim Cott Podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. We good? We're good. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening to the Dime Bad Podcast. Oh, wait, did we want to talk about the old Miss game? We'll see you later.